<laughs> She's literally just licking the bowl that she oh, got no. food from. She, she got she got her bowl. Can we record today? Good job. You did it. What are you looking for, babe? She's looking for a toy. Hold on. What are you looking for? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Review for Two. I'm Marco. And I'm Caroline. And this is a podcast where we talk about games that are fun to play with two or more people total. At least two people. I get, yeah. We more really than one person. We need to person. figure out a better way to say that because that just sounds weird. What, what do you want to We'll say? figure it out. Well, it, it's you know good what? enough for we'll now. We'll fix it in post. No, I'm not re-recording something in post. That's not what post is. I'll just, I'll just jam it in somewhere. Okay. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about a game that is the not quite sequel but also a sequel to the first game we ever reviewed which is spider-man oh yeah that was the first game we ever reviewed so today we're talking about spider-man miles morales which is kind of a sequel but also kind of a standalone story but also kind of a dlc technically called marvel's spider-man miles morales is it really yeah oh well marvel's just gotta go put their name on everything then yes so this is the follow-up game to the smash hit of 2018 was it three years ago? I think so. Dang. Maybe 2019. To the smash hit of one of the years in the 2020s. Exactly. So it builds off of a lot of the game systems and it, yeah, Caroline, give me some of those facts. Yeah. So it was released in November 2020. It was developed by Insomniac and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, just like the last game. And it was released for the PlayStation 4 and the extremely elusive PlayStation 5. <laughs> yes. Very few people, ourselves included, well, ourselves not included. We have not been able to get one because very few people have been able to get one. Yeah. Yeah. So gameplay wise, this is very similar to its predecessor where you play as the titular Spider-Man. In this case, you play as Miles Morales, who spoiler alert, got bitten by a radioactive spider at the end of the original game and now has spider powers. Mm -hmm. So it is a third person punch him up where you do a lot of punching and then you dodge and then you jump and you zip and you have all the Spider-Man powers. What they did to differentiate this game is that in a lot of the comic books and movies, Miles Morales has a different set of powers. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you also have Venom, which is, as they explain it in the universe, a bioelectricity and the ability to turn invisible. Yeah. You are more or less playing the same way. The Spider-Man's control basically the same, except that Miles has a few powers that the original Spider-Man did not have but Mm -hmm. he also does not have as many gadgets right you go through your story you can explore a more or less accurately reimagined new york city (laughs) Uh, it's so close but not even it's not bad they you know they really got central park (laughs) yes that's kind of it yeah and this one also focuses a lot more on harlem harlem this one also focuses a lot more on harlem because that's where miles morales lives yeah you barely do anything below 50th street yeah you do some stuff but you do some stuff but really the whole story takes place above 110 yeah caroline Mm -hmm. would you like to review this game sure I uh, was a huge fan of Marvel Spider-Man, the previous one, because it reminded me so much of the previous Spider-Man games, specifically Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2, which was an excellent game. Highly recommend still. I feel like I recommended it last time and I still recommend it to this day. But this was, you know, some more content of the same ilk, which was really exciting because I love this style. I love that it had a story, but still had me do things. It wasn't just solely story-based. I could kind of, you know, do little 
little side missions and actually train my skills, which was really good. It didn't feel like a complete game. Like it did feel more like a DLC of the original game or like they're going to release DLC for this game that will enhance the game, but they just haven't yet, which I have no idea if they're going to do. I, I actually have no idea. I think they plan on it, but I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, but it, it just felt shorter. Like once we got to the end, I was like, wait, what? That, at the end of the game? What? <laughs> that's also, you can particularly notice that comparing it to its predecessor. Yeah. Because of how long its predecessor was and just how much collectibles and just stuff they generated. That was a meaty game, that first game. And, you know, to this one's credit, it's also only $40. Yeah, that's true, right? It It, it does cost less. Yeah, it is like two-thirds of the cost for two-thirds of the game, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, comparing, yeah, the extras that it has, like... In the first game, you know how you had those photo challenges and you had about like 30 of them yeah. that you had to find? This you had music challenges and you had about 10. Yeah. So it is like considerably less. Still a really, really fun game nonetheless. And because I've been home since last March, almost for an entire year, what I really loved, and I think I said this about the last game, I loved being able to roam around like Upper Manhattan, which is a place that I, I've known for a while and, and see buildings that I admire. And, and it was just really fun to do that yet again. So I really love this game. I think that you should definitely play it. I do think that you should play it with a partner. I'm one of those people that like, if it is a first person game, I think maybe it's because I just, I live with Marco now, but even before when I lived by myself and I just had friends who like playing video games, I would always like boot up Assassin's Creed or Kingdom Hearts and like they would play part of it and then I would play part of it. David Sassoon is like rolling his eyes, nodding his head at this moment because he knows that I would just make him do like all of the stealth in Assassin's Creed games. So that's like very much my play style. And I made Marco do a similar thing. Like he would do all the like stealth challenges and most of the challenges actually. And I would do the main story mission, but we would switch off a fair amount, which was nice. So I do recommend it for you to play with somebody else. And I I think it's a really fun game. If you have the financial means, pick it up or wait until it goes on sale and play it. Marco? I definitely agree. One of the reasons why we are reviewing a one-player game on our multiplayer podcast Mm -hmm. is because it does lend itself really well to just passing off the controller. Either because there are fixed missions, but they are in the sense of the broader open world. So one person can wander around solving all the crimes and collecting all the collectibles. And then the other person's like, all right, I'm going to do this mission now. Or as you said, sometimes it forces you into stealth sequences. Sometimes it forces you into fighting sequences. And if you have two people who like one of those things more than the other, you can always hand it off. I definitely, I also really enjoyed this game. It was a ton of fun. It was very, very similar to the previous Marvel's The Spider-Man released in whatever year it was released in. (laughs) We don't do our research on this show. No. It was very similar to that game. So if you liked that game, you'll really like this game. And if you did not particularly like that game, this is just more of the same. So... I think most people liked that game, so yeah. I feel like most people will like this one too. But yeah, it was very good. It was it was a lot shorter, but that was also kind of nice in that you didn't f- you don't feel like you have to invest twenty five hours in it to get through the whole story and collect all the things and build all the suits. Like it's basically throwing upgrade parts at you, and it's very easy and very quick to get through both the story, but also f- 
fully upgrade your kit. I guess so, but at the same time, and maybe this is not how they do it, but the first game was such a big undertaking because it was such a big world and it a lot of like newer mechanics of gameplay that they hadn't really explored. And I feel like they just took that world, put snow in it, and then, you know, put Miles Morales and his story in it. So now I'm just like expecting them to be able to churn out games like this all the time. Whereas if they did spend as much time on the first game as they did on this one, it didn't like show enough for me. You know, like they didn't utilize the world that they had spent so many hours building for me personally. In a lot of ways, this did feel like a very meaty DLC. Yeah. But just like a DLC where, you know, for a lot of games, you'll get your yearly DLC content drop where it's a new campaign and all that jazz. And that's Mm -hmm. what this felt like a lot. Right, Like it It is a standalone game, but at the same time, not only are you missing a lot of context if you didn't play the first game, yeah, but it is so much the first game in mechanics and in design philosophy that it basically is just DLC, which is why it's it kind of like straddles the line. Yeah, and now I'm expecting like even more. Remember when we were playing this and we were like, oh, Peter Parker's gonna come back. And I'm like, how awesome would it be if they made this a multiplayer game and you had one person as Miles and one person as Peter and you could actually play that way because I think that that's like how they set up the next iteration of game, but I don't know that that's the direction that they're gonna go in. Yeah, Peter Parker was, for story reasons, absent for the entirety of this game. It's like on a vacation, business trip, I don't know. So you were just Miles, just like one Spider-Man saving New York City, but then at the end he comes back and you're palling around as two fully grown Spider-Men saving New York City. So it does lend itself very much to a, it feels like in the sequel or in DLC part two or whatever it ends up being, like maybe they could make it multiplayer. They'd have to rework it a lot because there's like slow motion and weapon wheels that would have to go away because you can't pause a multiplayer game but it would be very fun yeah i feel like yeah the slow motion would be a little bit weird i don't know i feel like you could still weapon wheel well you could you just couldn't pause during the weapon wheel yeah that's true i think that yeah but if they taken as much time with the first game as they do now with like the next iteration of game that's what i'm expecting is like a multiplayer like you get to choose your character like something you just want more game yeah i just want more game because i enjoy it so much that's fair so i mean if if the worst thing caroline can say about this game is that there should be more of it. <laughs> then that's a pretty it's good a pretty good game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Questions? Cool. Yeah, let's get on to questions. Okay, so what was your favorite new power? I have to say turning invisible, just because mm. I really like the stealth sections, and turning invisible, A, makes stealth easier, because you can take people out while invisible without alerting the other enemies mm-hmm. that you would otherwise alert them if you were invisible. But then also, if you mess up the stealth, you can just turn invisible, hide for 15 seconds, and then they like lose their alert, and you go back into stealth. So it's kind of like just the, I don't want to do combat, I'd rather do stealth in this instance button. And you couldn't always right. do it, but it was nice to have that option if you were like, oh, I really wanted to stealth the whole thing. I agree. That was cool. What was your favorite? I guess the one that I used the most was Venom Slam because that was just helpful, especially when you were being like bombarded by 20 enemies at once. You could just slam and get them all down. But I did, I don't know if this was in the last game, but the remote mines was like really fun for me to play with. I don't 
think it was in the I don't last th- game. I feel like we had something like it in the last game, but I really don't remember. Maybe we should replay the last game. Because oh. <laughs> honestly, we don't really remember it. Even though I just remember it being very good. So the remote mines, they were part of your like weapon wheel. And you could stick them on these like electricity panels and just like blow up people. Not blow up, but like electrocute people who got near it. But the best part was that you could stick them on a person. And then if there were other enemies around them, they would all get electrocuted. That was really fun. Yeah. You could also trigger them at will. Mm-hmm. So if you stuck one on a person, he would kind of be running around. And then if he ever clumped up with a bunch of enemies, then you hit it. Yeah. You could like stick one on someone, gravity well yeah. them all together and then electrocute them. Honorable mention goes to the gravity well, which wasn't yeah. super useful most of the time because all it did was drag the enemies together and sort of disorient them, but it didn't really knock them down and it didn't really take care of them in any other way. Yeah. But there was one challenge where you were on the docks and you had to get rid of some enemies and instead of doing it the correct way I just gravity welled slightly off of the dock and just voiped them all into the water where they just they can't swim because they didn't write swimming AI <laughs> so they just immediately got KO'd yeah which was delightful yeah yeah that is pretty good and also honorable mention to the hollow drones hollow drones basically just the little spidey they we had them in the With first spider one. drones yeah, yeah spider drones it was the same thing it's it, just it was it's, helpful. you just shoot it and it's just a like a a low-level fighter on your side. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah. Okay, next question. Your favorite suit? I think you and I are in agreement on this, so I'm going to let you go for it. Is it the Bodega Cat one? It's the Bodega Cat. There was a Bodega Cat in this. The cat's name was Spider-Man. And after you beat the game, you did like a very simple mission. I think you just had to like go find a truck or something. And then you got the suit, which was you wearing a hoodie and a backpack. And in the backpack was a cat with a little mask on it. So you were taking this cat... (laughs) all over like through solving crimes and like mm-hmm. swinging and he was just hanging out in your backpack and when enemies showed up he would like stick his head out and slash his paws like it he was wouldn't very cute he wouldn't do any damage but it was just like let me at him it was adorable it was very very cute yeah so i would very much like to replay the entire game now with bodega cat oh let's do it yeah i'm down okay, cool. it's a quick game yeah Okay. Cool. Okay. Our last question is, who is the most dateable character? Should I go first since we know what your answer is going to be? So so it's not as much as a, of a surprise or do you want to go first? No, you can you can go. So the most dateable character for me was actually a new character in this game. Oh my God, new character. They have those. And it was Haley, the hmm. girl that lives in Harlem. Okay. Yeah. She was just awesome because you did a like quest for her quest you did a mission for her and then she gave you a little scarf and like earmuffs yeah she gave you a suit and that suit had scarf and earmuffs on it it was so sweet it was so sweet and she was deaf and it just reminded me that like i should really be more accessible in my life and probably learn american sign language as soon as possible that's fair yeah what about you i mean dare i say what caroline can i just also really quick about Haley? She taught me one of my new favorite signs, which is for Spider-Man. And it's just like him doing the Spider-Man arms, like the ch-ch-ch. That's, That's the Spider-Man, sa- yeah. Nice. It's very cute. Anyway, Marco, sorry. Dare I say the Rhino again? We know it's the Rhino. The Rhino is in this game as well. He's your sort of like, you start off with a boss fight and he's like your tutorial boss fight. Yeah. And then, you know, he makes an appearance later on. Spoilers. <laughs> I think this whole thing is a spoiler. I think that's true. Yeah. But I mean, like, how can you not love the Rhino? We know you have an obsession with the Rhino. He's just, he's a big, burly, probably Russian man who just <laughs> wants to smash. We were talking about 
like a perfect casting for this Miles Morales film that we think should be made. It's not an actual thing. And I also have like a one a, like person who I think could be a really good Miles Morales. But for the Rhino, we were thinking like Arnold Schwarzenegger would just be an excellent Rhino. Yeah. It would be wonderful. I think in order to not pigeonhole myself and sound uncreative, I will say if I had to choose not Rhino, I would go with Genki. Genki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Everyone choose Genki. Genki is your like best friend character who's <laughs> hanging out in your ear and like He's your Wade to your Kim Possible. Yeah, so he just hangs out in your apartment and like hacks computer systems and like updates pinpoints on your map and all that stuff and you know every superhero needs one of those you didn't have the motley crew of spider-man's friends so you had that they gave you just one in this iteration and it was genki yeah he was good i liked him he was good. he was good he's your boy genki oh my god i love it Any final thoughts? It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a quick game, and Mm -hmm. it is more or less just a big piece of DLC for the original, so you'll really only like this game if you played and liked the first one, but I mean, I played and liked the first one, and I love this one too. Yeah, and you you technically don't need to have played the first one to play this, but there are callbacks to the first game, so I would suggest that you do that if you haven't. It's not mandatory, like it is a standalone story, but it's set in the same universe, six months after the events of the first game so it very much helps yeah there's something that like a very specific thing that happens to a member of miles's family in the first game that like if you don't get that backstory i guess you get that backstory in the beginning of the game because they give you a little recap you don't really get that i feel like you're not as invested in miles's story yeah it's like the mass effect one and two like you don't need to have played mass effect one to play mass effect two Mm -hmm. but they reference so many things that happened previously that it's helpful yeah that's all i got yeah no that's all i got be sure to like and subscribe on we're on apple Podcasts, we're on spotify Podcasts. we're we're in a lot of places yeah if you Um, if you like this program be sure to leave a review too because that is the best way for other people to find this fine program yes not just me mentioning it to random co-workers and colleagues no but it works it does work be sure to tweet at us at review for two or email us at review the number four two at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for games please let us know we are always looking for more games that's it yeah (laughs) that's all i got that's all cool uh all right cool till next time see ya stay safe stay indoors don't don't drink the water okay bye This episode is brought to you by Quartz's Gross Mouth Noises. When you have a comfortable silence that needs to be awkwardly broken, turn to Quartz's Quartz's Mouth mouth noises. Noises.